0: Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, Senior Principal at Carmichael Lynch Spa as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host,
1: Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, as you regular listeners know, I typically start Purse Strings with a bit of information that I've run across during the previous week. And, of course, share the days per snapshot before introducing my guest. Well, today is different. I'm going to be breaking format because I have a guest who you're going to want to hear more from, not less. And in order to achieve that, well, guess what? I'm going to have to forego my typical format, and instead I'm devoting my entire half hour with a couple of breaks thrown in, of course, to Janet Hanson. For those of you who've been following Women's Issues, you may know Janet's name. For others, if you pay attention to business. You may also know Janet name, And for the rest of you, let me fill you in on her very, very neat accomplishments. She is a widely respected leading entrepreneur and a unique voice and champion for women globally and is, is, is globally recognized for doing just that. She founded 85 Broad back in 1997, and it has since become a a global network of 30,000 women. Each and every one of us, and I count myself as a member of 85 Broads, uh, vary each other's professional and personal success. It was originally headed as a network community for current and former Goldman Sachs women. Now, what's interesting about this is firm's former headquarters at 85 Broads In New York, of course, was the inspiration for the name 85 Broad. So there you go, came the connection there for you. Now, you don't have to be in the financial services. Um, and Wealth Building Group and all that good stuff to be part of 85 Broads. In fact, um, 85 Broads, Broads invites all trailblazing women to be involved in the network, um, no matter where you are or what you're doing. And uh, right now, 85 Broads really is uh, among the most powerful, intellectually savvy community of women in the world. So we cover over 130 countries and work for thousands, since for-profit companies and not-for-profit organizations. Now, a little bit more about Janet. Um, after graduating from Columbia Business School, she joined Goldman Sachs, and then in 1986, she became the first woman in that firm's history to be promoted to sales management. She spent 14 years at Goldman Sachs, and then she founded Milestone Capital. Just a little business. Uh, yeah, growing to more than $2 billion in assets. It's an institutional money management company. Then from 2004 to 2007, she was managing director and senior advisor to the president and COO of Lehman Brothers. That's right, Lehman Brothers. So Janet has some great stories to share. Uh, Janet is a member of the Forbes Executive Women's Board and a member of the Kellogg Center for Executive Women Steering She's a former member of the Board of Trustees of Wheaton College and a current board member of the Christopher and Dana Ree Foundation. She's an Associate Fellow at Pearson College at Yale University and serves on the Advisory Board of the Center for Talent Innovation. Um, She has been lauded with many, many awards, including FAF's League of Extraordinary Women list and Forbes Women Changing the World. Joining me today right now is Janet Hansen. Welcome to the program. Hey Maria, nice to be on. Thank you. Yes, absolutely thrilled to have you on and we have so much to talk about that I, I felt like we needed to devote the full half hour to that conversation. As I just mentioned in the in the very long uh, intro of you, you founded 85 Broads back in 1997 mm-hmm. uh, as a great, at really at great personal and professional risk at that time. So give us a short version of why you thought it was necessary to create 85 broads, um, it's a it's a great backstory.
2: Um, and thank you for that, and thank you for the introduction. Um, I spent my first 11 years at Goldman, right out of the business school. So I got to Goldman as a full time associate at the age 24. Um, I had an amazing career run for the next 11 years. I left the firm in 1987, never so politically burned out. Um, I also uh, wanted to um, have family and hadn't really devoted a whole lot of time to to thinking about uh, my personal life. Um, So when I had the opportunity to step out of Goldman Sachs, um, I realized how much I missed friends uh, and my colleagues that I had at the firm. And so it was my ability to observe love at Goldman and then outside of Goldman um, that really gave me a very interesting perspective. Um, I got married, had the kids, um, mother Meredith born in 88, my son Chris in 1990. Um, I relaxed at Goldman in 1993. Um, I spent two and a half years there. Again, I'm now back in the firm and realizing um that it would be incredibly valuable to keep all these fabulous women together and connected, um, even if uh, you know, they they were no longer at the firm. And so that was really the um you know, the my drive to create a community of incredible women who had a tremendous love of the game and the love of the game was the investment banking business.
1: Well, and you probably had no idea that starting in 1997, today you'd be looking at at 30000 knowing that you were really trying to inspire women to become savvy about investing. I mean, that was really, I think, the crux of why you you began all of that. So how
2: did you accomplish that exactly? Well, I think, you know, my number one mission and objective um, in creating 80 Firearms was to to create a community both, you know, in person and online where women would become comfortable collaborating and partnering with each other. And um, that was really, really important. Women need practice doing things together, succeeding together, leveraging each other's massive intellectual uh, capital. Um, And so we created a platform where women who wanted to positively contribute to another success could do that. Um, so our first investment was really in each other. Um, and then, uh, you know, as time went by, we really started to focus, heavily focus on, uh, you know, how do women become really savvy investors over the course of their life and the, and the earlier and yeah, the better. Well,
1: and I think you talked, too, about the type of approach, you know, this investing. I mean, when you and I talked previously about kind of women can connect to brands. You know, we we purchase brands. We feel inspired by brands Um, and that investing in general can be somewhat confusing. Talk a little bit about kind of that uh, inspiration when it comes to investing and kind of the way you were trying to encourage women to consider their investments.
2: Um, that, that's a great question. Um, I think one of the things that's really important is, is the massive role that technology played uh, in making people, more specifically women, aware of brands. So, um, you know, before the Internet existed, um, you would learn about a brand if you watch TV or on the radio. Um, but I think the, ad, the Internet just exploded. Um, uh, you know, the ability for companies, smart companies, to really connect with consumers, and the great brands did it really, really well. Apple being a perfect example um, and so you know, my children were in their teens, and they're talking about Apple. They're talking about Apple's products. I'm thinking, my God, you know, my daughter has you know iPods in three different colors, or my son now um, is is got some other you know uh, you know maybe one of the first Macs, and they're talking about these products. But then I'm starting to think about, wow, this company is doing a brilliant job of branding itself with their, um, you know, with the end user. And so I really started to watch, what's Apple stock doing? Mm-hmm. And it was really starting to, to, to make that connection between, you know, this is a great brand. Um, is this a company um, whose stock I should invest in? And that's really, that was, um, that's when it all started. And really,
1: I think that by investing in things that we're inspired by, brands that we love, brands that we'll purchase as women, um, we're going to be a, a lot
2: more um, successful, don't you think, Janet? Well, I think, I, 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 uh, yes, the quick and simple answer is yes. Um, but I do think the key here, and it's so simple, this is not rocket science, women trust their consumer savvy mm-hmm. they are great buyers of great brands they know what they love and it's and basically our concept is if you if you if you're a savvy consumer take that one step forward you know step farther and become a savvy investor right and so mm-hmm. it's this whole concept of invest in what you love if you love the brand Take a look at the stock because it's quite possible and, in fact, likely, probable um, that you can you can take this savvy, consumer savvy that you have, um, uh, you know, have become an expert in, frankly, as a, you know, head of household or mom or single person or whatever. Um, this is something that you get better and better at throughout the course of your life. So why not extend that to the realm of investing?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and we also know that when women band together, they can do remarkable things. Um, Talk, if you would, about how legions of women, thousands of women can do something together that one woman simply cannot. I know you had great success around this. Today, we probably would have conducted this socially, but you actually called for a boycott. Talk about that, if you would.
2: Um, you know, the boycott happened in uh, the, the the impetus for a boycott happened in the summer of 2004, and uh, Business Week had run an article, um, and it was stated that Home Depot had just spent a billion dollars—that's a billion with a B dollars—to um, soften the lighting in their stores to make their products more attractive to women. And they were talking about how many, many car dealerships were adding women's magazines because women um, were buying more cars. Um, and I thought to myself, wow, all of these companies are catering to women, and yet, you know, how many of these great companies uh, have women in their C-suite or on their board? And so what we did, this was purely a symbolic gesture, but we thought that it was important. On October nineteenth, two 2004, we staged a boycott. And the purpose of it was to say women are really good at opening their purses, um, but what if they close them for a day? Just as a symbolic gesture to say to these great companies, you love us as purchasers of your products. Put us on your board. Put us in your executive suite. suite. We belong there. And um, this was really, you know, before you had networks, I think Mark Zuckerberg actually was still at Harvard in 2004, Um, and so you didn't have Twitter, you didn't have uh, all these other social media uh, outlets, and this campaign went viral very, very quickly. Um, We were on most of the major networks, uh, TV stations, many of the cable stations, Um, and the story was picked up by over 750 different affiliate stations worldwide, in fact, one of our members Whose parents live in Asia actually heard, you know, watched the story on TV in Asia, um, which we thought was was pretty incredible. But the 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 key was to to really, um, you know, convey to the company, um, you you need us. We buy over eighty five percent of all you know goods purchased in the United States across industry sector. um, Reward us for doing that. Um, by By hiring more of us and more importantly promoting more of us, definitely uh, you know we'd love to see uh, more women on on your corporate boards
1: we're going to take a quick break, Jan. when we come back. I do want to talk about uh, women leadership in the workplace because you you certainly have had a lot of success taking a group many many women, many, many women I mean that's what eighty five broad is all about, but many women on to really great things. So we want to hear about that journey when Perth Strings returns after the bird.
0: Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Perth Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
3: Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. And a
0: There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi. How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short, branded, attractive com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike, for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with
1: Catchy.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day?
0: Faster, wiser. On demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel only on WebmasterRadio.fm. First Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
1: Joining me today is Janet Hansen, founder of 85 Bras, which is now a global network of 30,000 women who support each other both professionally and personally in all those really wonderful, successful ways. Janet was named to Fast Company's League of Extraordinary Women, Forbes, Women, Changing the World. And right before the break, we were talking about um, the boycott that happened uh, back in um, 2004. And really, the point is that we as women have a lot of responsibility and ability to put some pressure on companies to put their money where their mouth is, to start acting in a way that's supportive of women, empowering women, and not just trying to get us to open our, our purse strings, if you will, and buy their products. And uh, you, you led that boycott back then. And I know, um, ever throughout your entire career, career, Janet, you've been all about empowering women. And know when we talked earlier. Um, you specifically pointed out a group of interns that you had back in 2005, and it seems like it was just a a fabulous group of interns that, if you look at where they are today, it's quite remarkable. Can you talk a little bit about that group of interns, maybe some of their stories, and and what it was about that internship that launched them in the direction of their successes today? Sure.
2: Um, uh, This was um, the summer of 2005, and uh, Milestone capital at the time had over two and a half billion in assets, and um so a lot of uh, young women who were in college uh were emailing me asking me if they could work at Milestone Capital for the summertime and I said, Well, we have portfolio professionals, so there's really not a whole lot you can do but um, yes, definitely um I'd love to have you come and 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 spend all or part of your summer there, but we're going to come up with um, sort of a grand scheme um, so that it's really meaningful. And so before I knew it, I had 11 young women who wanted to intern with me, and I said, okay, then that's, that's, that's it. So 10 women who were in undergraduate school and one woman who was actually between her first and second year at Wharton Graduate School of Business and so when they all arrived uh in late June, early July, I said, Okay, I'm not gonna waste the summer. What's the plan? What are we gonna do? We're gonna you know, we're gonna do something really awesome this summer. What we came up with was this whole concept called market cloud. And the tagline was invest in what you love. And so what we did was say, can you make um can women become um, you know, savvy investors? If they are confident about their their brand knowledge, mm-hmm. and it was it was exactly this a grand experiment, but what it really did was build confidence and I think what was just mind blowing about that summer is all women um, all very very smart women um, but really what we were doing for that summer was a confidence building um, uh, um, you know, mission. That was that was really our mission. And and how do we know that we were, were successful? Well, one of my interns was Alexa von Tobel, who after she graduated from Harvard, um, she went on to found LoanVest, um, which is one of the fastest growing companies in the United States. Um, it is an investment, online investment platform, um, where she is teaching um, young women, uh, you know, how to learn how to invest. Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing success story. And um, another one of my interns was Tracy Britt, who is now married. And her name is Tracy Britt Cool. And she was just named one of the Fortune 40 under 40. Uh, she mm-hmm. works for Warren Buffett in Omaha, Nebraska. She is 29 years old. And he thinks that she's one of the most talented, amazing women he's ever met. Where is she from? A small farm town in Kansas. Right. Mm-hmm. So these aren't necessarily women who grew up in, in major urban centers. She came from a, 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 a small farming community in Kansas. So it's an amazing story. And the one, the one ingredient that was critical that summer was, you're going to walk out of here at the end of the summer, and you're going to be confident in your in, in your abilities to invest. And whether that's investing in your career, investing in, you know, in in, uh, a a company whose product you love, um, but you're walking out of here with a great deal more confidence than when you had at the beginning of the summer. And I think, um, you know, so many of these young gals, over half of them then went on to business school um, several have uh, others have uh, started their own companies Megan Montine and Stacey Borden launched a company online health company for young women called ChickRx so i i, I think that that her little experiment really worked and it, it was incredibly exciting
1: yeah, I would say it worked. I think it worked marvelously. And, you know, for a lot of women probably listening today, they're thinking, how can I get one of those internships and work with Janet? Because clearly that's that's the golden ticket. But I know that you've said before that we, we do spend an enormous amount of time um, looking at women, getting them ready for college, you know, having them go into these great colleges, these great universities do really, really well. And yet, uh, we don't necessarily convert them out of college onto that path of business success. We lose a lot of them um, in the corporate ranks. And, and what do you think is happening there that is really resulting in this dismal return on female intellectual capital, Janet?
2: Um, I, I think it's an awesome question, I, and I think it's a, it's a pretty simple one to answer. Um, both men and women work really, really, really hard throughout, you know, middle school, junior high, high school to get into a top college. Um, and, and that's the brass rain, getting into a great school. But then what happens? You figure, well, if you, you know, you won the lottery, you got into uh, one of the nation's top colleges. That's just where it begins. And... It's incumbent on every single woman who is in college today to be figuring out what's the end game. What is the end game? The end game is to get a great job, find a you know successful um, or a successful career path, um, and really be thinking, you know, be, you know forward thinking about um, what career path you really, really want to go after. And as importantly given the economy we find ourselves still in um, uh, today, is where are jobs being created? Where are jobs going to be created over the next five to ten years? Um, And where are businesses clamoring for more young women um, to join their ranks? And that would be science, technology, engineering, math, accounting, any kind of regulatory compliance. There are Amazing opportunities for young women, but you have to be savvy and really head up about where jobs are going to be created across the country. Um, you know, another big one uh, that that's just exploding is uh, is everything and anything in the energy sector. Mm-hmm. So, are these the kind of things that you would say? You know, well, I really wanted to go into publishing. Well, the publishing industry is being disrupted by what's happening online. So I think it's really, really important to, to, to be very savvy about where where demand um, for bright young talent is going to come from over the next decade.
1: Right, and there's a lot of it out there. We know it's true. Janet, we're going to take one more break, try to fit it in, and we come back. I want to talk a little bit about 85 Broads and, and where it's going next. More from Janet and from return after the break.
0: Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
3: Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Search Kingdom. We explore the world of search marketing, give in-depth analysis inside the important industry headlines, and interview with the most important industry thought leaders. Search Kingdom, on demand inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm.
1: Her
0: Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
1: Joining me today is Janet Hansen, founder of 85 Rods, a global network of 30,000 women. And we, right before the break, we were talking about really bright young women who fought like, so hard to get into excellent colleges and universities, and yet when they enter the workforce, oftentimes them find themselves not on the business track, the success track. And some places where bright young women are needed, and, and women out there today, if you're in college listening to Janet, listen to her because she knows. Um, how to convert uh, really bright women into really successful career uh, professionals. But, you know, I know when we had talked earlier, we talked a little bit about how with economic downturns, and we certainly saw when you saw it when you were at Lehman Brothers, we know what happened after that, that oftentimes the economy and women's ability to advance are interconnected and not in our favor And in fact, a lot of companies feel like making time and room for women to advance is a luxury and not a necessity. So, what needs to happen, Janet, in your point of view, to get companies to shake that really archaic point of view and see the writing on the wall that it's in their best interest to promote the best and the brightest, whether they be men or
2: women? Well, I think that's a you know, that that should be the manifesto right there. Um, when when we're in a rip-roaring bull market, when the economy is growing rapidly, um, you always have a war for talent, which means that companies have to cultivate women um, because they want the best and brightest. We have not been in that economic scenario for, for five or six years. And what's going on in Washington right now, um, we may find ourselves back in, a, in another recession. Um, and so I think it's incumbent on women of all ages uh, to, to, to take reins. You know, don't wait for a company to come to you. Don't wait for, uh, you know, somebody else to come up with a great idea you have to think like an entrepreneur you have to be innovative you have to be creative if you're in college today you better know who is in career services they should be your best friend and this is something that's a great concern to me which is is invest in what you love and what you love first and foremost ought to be yourself mm-hmm. and I think that's the key right there there's so much information that you can glean from the internet there is lots and lots of of self-education that can happen. And that's really, in my humble opinion, what it's going to take. You have to be an action-oriented person. You have to be, um, you know, willing. This is not about taking risks, by the way. This is about making sure, you know, that you can you know, leverage your own intellectual capabilities in a way that will make you happy throughout life, but don't wait for somebody else to make it happen for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and you certainly haven't with your own career. You've been lauded for your many, many accomplishments. You've made the top lists, some of which I named. You've, gosh, you're always tapped for interviews, and thank you again for being on this one, uh, but if you strip down the accolades, the awards, the compliments, in what has been just a phenomenal career that continues today. What do you think is the single thing you want to be remembered for that, that really matters to you the most?
2: Um, and, I, and I love that as the great takeaway last question. Um, have I invested in what I love? The answer is yes. Um, I am passionate about women succeeding, um, you know, it doesn't matter where you come from, what school you attended. You know, every single woman has the ability um, to define success on their own terms. My passion, what I would want to be remembered for, is that I invested in young women. And I thought that was like the smartest trade I ever did, which is tell these young women that they're fabulous. Tell them to go out there and conquer the world because they'll do it. And I think that that's, um, you know what's always been the most important to me. Everybody can find somebody younger than they are to inspire. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, 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 at the end of the day, it's about as good as it gets.
1: Well, and they keep giving back, don't they? The return on investment is high with these bright young women, Janet, and you've certainly seen your fair share, and you're going to see more, I know. Thank you so much for being on the show today, and I do want to encourage everyone to go to 85 broadscom um, I joined 85 Broads uh, a few months ago. I'm thrilled to be part of that organization. Janet, thrilled to have you on. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks, Maria. Happy afternoon.
1: Thank you. You too. And thank you to my producer, George, for another great show. And join me right here for another edition of Strings 6, Tuesday at 3. Until then, make it a great one.